Welcome to the Kumbaya Podcast, the whole woman's resource. I am Dr. Amanda Shipley, a pelvic physical therapist who is passionate about prevention and supporting women along their holistic health journey. In this episode, I am speaking with Liz Thomas, who is a certified financial planner with Nora Wealth. She answers some great questions like, who should work with a financial planner? For those investors just starting out, where is a good place to begin? And what does she suggest her clients do to foster good financial health? I so enjoyed this conversation, and I hope you do too. Visit me at kumbayalpodcast.com if you want to check out the show notes. And as always, I would love to hear from you. You can email your questions, comments, or any ideas for future episodes to hello at kumbayalpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Liz. I'm so excited to have you with us. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So can we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this field? Sure, sure. Um, My husband and I lived in California briefly, and I worked at AIG um, right when the bailout happened, actually. And um, honestly, I didn't even realize the severity of it or fully understand the mechanisms behind it at the time. Um, But we were there when it happened. Um, And then we moved to Atlanta shortly after. And I was fortunate to find a job at UBS as part of an incredible uh, wealth management team. And I worked with them for about eight years. And as I learned more and more about the financial industry, I really came to enjoy working directly with individuals and families. So I enrolled in Emory's professional certificate program and earned my certified financial planner designation. And then uh, fast forward, uh, when I became a mom in 2015, I decided, you know, to press the pause button uh, to be home with my daughter, Claire, and my son, Henry. And, uh, and then after a, uh, after a few years at home, I met Renee, the founder of Nora Wealth, and we just really clicked. Um, we're both very passionate about helping clients in a very holistic way when it comes to uh, financial advice. And we both really share the same conviction in helping clients with their long-term goals and you know strategy um, for their financial wellness. So um, Renee and I really clicked. Um, she had just started uh, Nor Wealth Advisors. And so I uh, came on board with her. And, um, you know, have really had the opportunity to focus more on uh, that part of, uh, you know, what I'm more passionate about with with finance. I really think financial advice, it needs to be more accessible to people, um, regardless of where they are in life. It makes a tremendous impact to make smart financial decisions early on. So Renee and I are both uh, very passionate about the education component, helping people find solutions to improve uh, their financial well-being wherever you are today. And um, so that is a big part of what we are uh, implementing and how we're working with clients at Nora Wealth. That sounds and, amazing. Yeah, it kind of brings us up to speed with where we're at today. Great. So, and this is where my own ignorance comes in. So, Forgive me if some of these are pretty basic questions, but what types of things can a financial advisor help with? Yeah, no, you know, bigger picture, broader picture, a financial advisor should really help educate and 
empower you to improve your financial picture, whatever that means for you. So depending on where you are in life, in your career, um, even with your investing experience, this can mean different things, which is why there's not really one, um, you know, a be all end all one type of advisor. Um, advice can revolve around how you're invested, what you're invested in, how much you should be contributing to those investments each year. Um, some individuals and families need help on a more granular level uh, with their debt, insurance, budgeting, cash flow. Uh, and an advisor might even touch on areas that include your estate planning, tax planning, retirement planning. But while many people need to start out more specifically with one or two top priorities, mm-hmm. you know, like that, like purchasing a home or right. reducing debt, um, our strategy and really our biggest value add is getting them to a place of focusing on overall goals and strategies to make decisions in the context of their overall plan. So we work with families in a very comprehensive way mm-hmm. to adjust, you know, your your broader long-term financial goals and help to create a roadmap uh, for how you're going to reach to reach those goals. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean that speaks to me too. Instead of just okay, let's do one little thing here and there, like the the big picture. Like, what are your goals as a family? What is your you know? Yeah, that that just sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Who should work with a financial advisor? So, I mean, and by that I mean like who would be a good candidate? It's a good good question. And and well, I you know I think most everyone should work with a financial advisor. It's it's really more about finding the advisor who brings value to whatever financial uh, issue in your life you're trying to resolve. Mm. I actually think a lot of people make the mistake of waiting too long to work with an advisor. So, Mm. you know, some people think they have to have a certain threshold of investment assets before it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And many advisors actually perpetuate this feeling uh, by requiring minimum investment assets Mm -hmm. of their client. Mm -hmm. But there's advisors out there who can help you even in your early years, uh, making sure you're setting yourself up for success and making smart financial decisions. So really, it becomes more about asking, you know, where am I at right now? Mm -hmm. And what expertise could I benefit from having in my corner? Right? Awesome. So to work with you, people don't need a certain level income assets, anything like that? No, we, we don't have a minimum. Um, you know, that isn't always the case for all advisors and firms. Um, but I meet so many individuals and families who they have questions, you know, they're looking for a coach or an advocate. Um, they really need help getting them on track uh, to do the right things. Mm -hmm. And part of our philosophy, you know, we want to be able to meet you where you are today. And we have so much conviction that the financial choices that you make today have such a big impact on your future self. So we don't look for a certain level of income or assets Mm -hmm. so much as try to get an understanding of what it is that you're trying to achieve. You know, what, what is it that's going to make wealth meaningful to you? Mm -hmm. Um, And as cheesy as it sounds, you know, what are your aspirations so that we can help you find that balance uh, between life and money, just trying to keep it you know, keep it real and keep it connected that way. Yeah. And I think everyone can benefit from that process, you know, if they don't even have those questions answered before they get to you, kind of like, you know, having that reflection, having that introspection of where do we want our family to go? What do we want? What do we value? I think is powerful no matter when you come into that picture, young or old or. Yeah. So, um, 
what information would a client need to gather or is there anything they need to prepare before they meet with you? Yeah, you know, part of our early conversations, it really centers around helping you figure out what it is that will help you feel more confident and improve your financial well-being. So you don't necessarily need to do any homework before our first talk, just more be willing to address what it is that concerns you. You know, what is it that you're worried about? Mm -hmm. Or if you feel pretty good about things and you're looking to raise the bar for yourself, you know, be willing to share with us your goals, your financial milestones, and what it is that you're looking for Mm -hmm. from a financial advisor. And from there, um, we begin each financial planning engagement with a discovery meeting. And, um, you know, in that meeting, we dive into your goals, how to quantify those goals, where you stand today financially. So for that meeting, Mm -hmm. we ask people to think about their overall financial goals and objectives ahead of time, Mm -hmm. um, and then bring more supporting documents, uh, you know, when it comes to your finances. Great. Oh, this sounds so exciting. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's empowering. This is great. So um, with your experience, what would you say are some common misconceptions about working with a financial advisor? Yeah, there's a few. You know, uh, primarily I, advisors can serve clients in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for most people, we all kind of get lumped together. Mm-hmm. When in reality, we all have different specialties or you know ways that we're helping our clients. So for example, some advisors focus exclusively on investments. Mm-hmm. Um, others on planning areas um, that center around like your long-term goals. So it's, it is important, I will say, to ask whoever you are considering um, how they serve their clients and their philosophy on what it means to be a financial advisor to make sure that what they do aligns with what you expect and what it is that you need out of a financial advisor. Mm -hmm. But another common uh, misconception, there's still this misperception of the Wall Street guys. And well, it just, it isn't like that with every advisor. I know amazing advisors who genuinely work to help families succeed. Mm -hmm. And they define success not just by investment returns. Mm -hmm. So more about helping their clients reach their goals or helping ease their clients anxiety and concerns. Kind of in that realm, many people have heard talk of fiduciary advisors and simply put, it means that the advisor is committed to doing what's in the best interest of the client always. Um, even and and especially if it means less revenue for the advisor. Um, but, but I think overall, those are two main misconceptions that are still out there about financial advisors. Yeah. Thanks. What about for newbies or, you know, cautious investors? Do you have any advice about where a good place to start might be? Yeah, we have, you know, there's the the ground rules, you know, so first, carve out a liquidity fund. And that's money that is set aside for an emergency that will remain in cash, um, or something comparable like a money market fund, but it's in a separate account. Having money set aside like that, it's so important so that you have that reserve in case of something unexpected. You know, you don't want to have to liquidate assets at the wrong time. So Mm -hmm. before you start investing, making sure that you have, um, you know, that appropriate amount of money set aside. Mm -hmm. And once you have an emergency fund and you've determined, you know, from there how much you can invest, then consider, you know, what it is that you want that money to do for you. You know, what will that money eventually fund? 
So rather than focusing just exclusively on, you know, what's the best stock or what's the best mutual fund or what, you know, how can I get the most return the quickest? Asking yourself, you know, what is it that I want this money uh, to eventually do for me? And and think about your goals and your aspirations. Um, and then the money you have to invest as a tool to reach those goals. So, um, you know, really aligning how you're investing with what it is that you're trying to achieve in the first place. Um, you know, another consideration is thinking of setting up a budget as a way to empower you to make better decisions about your money rather than as a way, you know, a lot of people think of a, a budget as restrictive, you know, but thinking of budgeting as more a tool to empower you, um, you know, not necessarily a way to restrict you from enjoying yourself. Mm. And then, you know, also consider how long your money will be invested before you need it for whatever its purpose. And these are all questions to ask to help you determine what appropriate investments might be. Because it's important to align your portfolio with your personal um, risk tolerance and to understand the exposure you have to the markets and to prepare you, uh, you know, to weather the, in, uh, the inevitable ups and downs. Um, you know, so in that context, risk management, diversification, those are all key ways to protect your investments, um, you know, and your financial future. And then big picture, you know, having that broader perspective, um, you know, it all goes back to the goals and the roadmap. Having that broader perspective will help you to see the impact of how your investments fit in uh, to your financial goals. And it'll help to keep you aligned, um, you know, during times when it's when it's rocky. Yeah. Awesome. And besides seeing a financial advisor, what is something that you would suggest um, or you do suggest to your clients to foster good financial health? I'd say knowing where you stand. It's really easy to push money stuff to the back burner, mm -hmm. you know, but taking the time to get everything down on paper and really look at where you stand financially can be a very powerful exercise. Uh, it can motivate you. It can give you perspective and it can also show you where to focus uh, your attention. You know, those glaring, um, you know, those glaring places where you need, you know, where you need to spend some more time. Yeah. Um, and so kind of in that context, you know, be intentional, we make choices every day about how we spend our money and so many seemingly insignificant purchases, mm -hmm. you know, $3 here, 10 bucks there, they actually add up to a good bit. Um, so the latte factor, I talk to a lot of um, clients when I'm helping them with budgeting and, and cash flow about this. Mm -hmm. The latte factor refers to the philosophy that we all spend needlessly on frivolous items that don't seem like much, right? It's just a $2 cup of coffee, but they actually do. So by setting some financial goals, we can challenge ourselves to prioritize those goals and our future selves before we spend money on, you know, those moments of instant gratification. Okay. And then I'd say a third rule of thumb is to know that the target moves over time. And, and when I say target, you know, when we build a financial plan, the target is your long-term financial goals. You know, you know, what is it that you're trying to achieve over time? But those goals can change, right? Life changes. Circumstances change. You may have done a financial plan 10 years ago. 
it's important to revisit that plan to make sure that your investments are still in line, mm-hmm. uh, still aligned with what it is that you're trying to achieve. Because what may have been appropriate for you a decade ago might be very different now. And just like, you know, just like you need a wellness check from your doctor, the same goes for your financial health. Yeah, it makes sense. And everything you say really just seems like it has more than one application or, you know, you can think about it in different areas of our life of being present, make sure we're making the right choices, being conscious in our choices throughout the day, whether it's parenting or what we put in our mouth or what, you know, what we buy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so, I think so powerful in all areas of our life. So what inspires you? Hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know switching gears, money, money. Okay. What about you? (laughs) No, I'll say I kind of more in a, in a broader picture since moving to Lake Claire um, and leaving, I had a more corporate career before having kids um, and then moved here to Lake Claire. I'm really moved by the way that neighbors support each other here. Mm. And I've been so inspired seeing small business owners start something for themselves. And the way that in these local neighborhoods, everyone really rallies together mm-hmm. to lift each other up. Um, that, you know, the, the connection rather than competition, it's yeah. been, it has been really inspiring, especially seeing women support each other. Yeah. Um, and then neighbors supporting local businesses, I think is, is really inspiring. And it's not something that I paid as much attention to, um, when I had a more corporate job and, and I, um, have certainly noticed it so much in this neighborhood, yeah. you know, walking, you know, walking up and down the streets, you know, popping into some of the shops, hanging out at Candler Park. Um, yeah. There's just so much connectivity happening and it's really inspiring. I agree. I so agree. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners, like tips or, you know, words of wisdom? Yeah. Um, you know, I say this as feedback that I've heard from families who have gone through the financial planning process. Um, you don't have to wait. And so many families say, I wish I'd done it sooner. Yes. So I don't know what, you know, what the kick in the pants or the, the catalyst will be for you to decide that now is the time to make this a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have two kids, um, two kids under three. So I, I totally get that our lives are really busy and we're pulled in so many different directions, but Making your financial well-being a priority is truly empowering for many people. And whether whether you think you're ready or not, we're always um, willing to be your thought partner. So don't hesitate to reach out, mm-hmm. you know, for help when deciding, you know, when is it the right time? You know, no need to try to decide in a vacuum. Yeah. Um, you know, some of these uh, financial decisions that we're having, you know, that we're having to make. Um, but certainly to the extent that you can say, you know, this is the time I'm ready to do it. That's my number one piece of advice is let's do it. Go for it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. What is the best way to contact you or find out more about you if people do want to work with you? Yeah. So I work with um, Nora Wealth now um, and our contact info is on our website. It's uh, www.norawealth.com. So just reach out to us and we'll schedule a time for a call Mm -hmm. to get to know each other better and and see how we can help you um, and go from there. And so can you work with people not only locally, but anywhere Mm -hmm. really? Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, And we, you know, I, I, 
not just individuals and families too, although, you know, today I, I spoke more about the the financial planning component, but even with small businesses, oh, I'm, you know, helping them, you know, with some of the financial decisions that they're making as a business, um, you know, retirement plans that they're offering their employees. So, yeah, well, this has been invaluable information. I know it opened my eyes on a ton of things. So I, just respect your um, knowledge and I appreciate your time and all that you're doing. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Thank you again for listening in two weeks. You can check out my conversation with Christy Corsi, IBCLC and owner of breastfeed Atlanta. She is a wealth of knowledge about all things breastfeeding and breast milk, and she was my go-to resource when my daughter was young. If you are considering getting pregnant or are pregnant already, you will want to listen to the next episode. Take care.